Well, hey, listeners, we could not be more happy that you are a part of what we're doing. We are working really hard to end the stigma against mental health. We want you to know that we believe that you cannot be emotionally immature and spiritually fulfilled. And so we have provided a way in many avenues for people to learn more about their emotional life so that will lead to spiritual connection to the Lord. So you're a part of our podcast, Hear Voices. Give it up for Hear Voices. Woo! Yes, there you go. All right, so I got two amazing co-hosts. They're in the top 15 of my friends. <laughs> what happened to the 10? I thought it was three last time. Last time, well, things are happening. Things are happening. So you heard Kristen's big mouth. I'm going to let her introduce hey herself. Hey, guys. Kristen. Hi, with Kristen. The, with the big mouth. Over <laughs> 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 here laughing is LJ. Hey, y'all. Hi. Hi. We're so glad you're here. And we have a special guest. She was our 10-minute speaker. For our most recent event, if you want to see her beautiful self in person, you would go to YouTube and go to our ICU Talks channel. Please be a subscriber of that. But you're here right now, and she's here, so we're going to let her introduce herself. Jessica? Hi, I'm Jessica Mullins, and I'm a mom of four. I have two sunshines, um, an angel and a rainbow, and my angel was stillborn on August the 1st, 2013. Well, I was going to ask you to kind of give everybody a summation, but that was a beautiful summation right there so thank you for sharing I know that's really hard to talk about super vulnerable and I also want to tell you that I didn't know what a rainbow baby was I was so touched to hear you share about that will you tell everybody real quick what a rainbow baby is so a rainbow baby is a baby born after a loss just like after a storm a rainbow appears something beautiful after something dark and scary yeah that's great that's great so anything you want to tell everybody because you know sadly your experience is not uncommon like there's so many broken hearts, just so many people who have lost a, lost a child one way or another, and so just want to give a little, a little information to everybody about but the loss of your baby girl. Um. So yes, yeah, so I was 34 weeks pregnant, and we went to the doctor, and we found out that she had no heartbeat, and so at that point we I had to deliver her, even though she was already passed away. So she was so she was stillborn, right? Which is what they call a baby that has no heartbeat and still has to be born, right? Yeah, I'm I'm just curious, like just even sharing like does your body just respond? Oh, I mean yeah. that's wow. Yeah, so I have like the triggers and the what they call the PSTD like most people have and you can feel like certain parts of your body you can feel like the anxiety and the emotion there. Yeah. Yeah, how's that for y'all as moms hearing this? I mean, it's heart-wrenching. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things that I've got two daughters that just came like they were supposed to Hmm. but you do you hear these stories and I always try to empathize and in a way you can't you know um just thanks for being here and talking about it I know it's really hard I've I've walked through this with some friends and I know it can be a very personal thing to share so thank Thank you you. yeah I, I actually can relate and so I guess my youngest could be called a rainbow baby um because I I'd lost a child right before that and we'd given up and um, so I, I get it. I get it. Now, it wasn't 34 weeks, and I can't imagine being in the hospital and, and going through that, you know, that trauma and just having to live with that. Um, but uh, it, you don't know unless you're a mom, honestly. I don't know how to, to express it. Um, but 
I, I am getting signs and signals from people. <laughs> signs and wonders I from cannot. the Lord. Signs and wonders from the Lord. That's what she means, yes. listeners. There's nothing else happening here, folks. Nothing to see. <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought. Sorry. No, that was very okay. serious. That was a very serious moment. I get you. I get you. Yeah. yeah. So what, tell me this, tell us this. What did people do post-loss that was just not cool? Just not good. That if you if anybody could hear this and so they don't do it to some other poor woman who goes through this trauma, what would you say? Um, well, a lot of people didn't know what to say, and they tried to tried to be sweet and tried to be godly, I guess. And they would all people would say, "Oh, that was God's plan." Oh. And so that was hard because wow. how is wow. that God's plan? Right. Like right. you right. know, I mean, yeah. Even even if it was, how would that ever? Help someone. Like, yeah, just get in a car accident and say, well, it's God's plan. Exactly. What? Yeah. Right. right. So that was one that every time I heard that, I just wanted to be like, you know, yeah. strangle them. Right. <laughs> yep. Fair. So. All right. Yeah. So that was a big one. Yeah. What would I you bet. recommend that someone should say? I mean, what 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 did you want to hear at that time? You know, at that time, there wasn't a lot that, a lot of words. And then there's no words when you're feeling, when you've been through that and you're feeling so sad. There's not words. And maybe like, I mean, I had a church friend come over. And she didn't know what to say, so she just sat on the couch with me, and we just sat there, like, yeah. in complete silence. That's perfect. That's great. Yeah. You know, and maybe she hugged me or rubbed me, you know, whatever, but on the hand or whatever to yeah. be yeah, Thank sweet. you for clarifying that, because <laughs> that just freaked me out. I need, I <laughs> thank you. I know My this mind is, didn't go there. Oh, I did. I was like, there. what do you mean, she? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't even know. And So thank you for clarifying. <laughs> and, like, just her being there was, was all what I needed at that time, like, right. just her presence. All right. Yeah. So obviously there's a sense of humor going on here. Like how long did it take you for you to laugh again? And cause it's so painful. Yeah. It's been hard. It's been six, it'll be six years coming up. So, you know, I just have learned to, to deal with the pain and know that I have to keep going. I mean, I have other, like my kids, my other kids that need me. Mm-hmm. And so it, it took, it took a good three year, three to four years before I could like find humor in things again, mm-hmm. but it's still hard. Like, especially like, birthdays anniversaries stuff like that like I find myself struggling on those days right can you speak to what is what is it actually that's the hardest I mean obviously the loss and the grief but just thinking about other friends who have walked through Mm -hmm. this it seems to be not a shame necessarily but like they don't even want to talk about it because it's so personal almost as if they've they've done something or they they didn't do the right thing right can you can you talk about that yeah I mean like you and you blame yourself immediately like that's the first thing oh what mm. did I do or what could I have done to to keep her here or to keep it from happening so I guess that's why a lot of moms don't talk about it because they feel guilty wow how did you come through that um I just had to keep telling myself that it wasn't my fault you know like that whatever happened wasn't because of me you know it had to be yeah. it's unknown like I mean our, I mean some people know like immediately like they can know like reasons why their baby's died or whatever but for me we have like an unknown case like they couldn't find wow. any reason wow for us right yeah you know when you were talking um you know during your testimony and you you described the time when your husband was carrying the pink casket up the hill and your father was just saying no you got to go talk through that a little mm. bit because I just that vision and just picturing that just I almost sank on the floor I mean, I just really did. I just right going through that. 
so I guess that was really hard for me and I didn't want to go up but my dad was like you know especially with my kids and my husband my dad was like they my dad was kind of like they need you so you gotta like go up there so my dad kind of just like drug me up the hill and like that's it like I was there and I had to deal with that emotion but it was super hard yeah because it made it like you know that was a I mean we held her in the hospital but then that was the last time that he held her and she was in Mm. that casket in a little pink casket yeah so it was super hard for me to see that and envision that yeah are you looking back are you glad you went up yes I am glad but it was you know it's still hard yeah you know your resiliency is tremendous but without you sharing this I wouldn't know that Right, like it's just, I can just see it in your eyes, I can see it in your body language, just that how tough it is and that you're like, I'm going to I'm gonna end the silence. People are going to talk about that the loss of a baby without it having a breath on this earth doesn't take away the fact that it's a loss. Like I love your passion for that. You're so resilient about this. Right. And I want people, and like people ask us how many kids do we have? We always say four. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, but there's only three. You know, Mm -hmm. and even my kids will be like, our baby sister's in heaven, you know, now. And so we want people to know, yeah, we have four kids, even though we have one that's that's in heaven with Jesus, because we know Jesus is taking care of her. That's right. 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 How did how did I imagine that you went through a phase with God of like anger, confusion, frustration? Yes. What was that like? It was it was hard. And my biggest time I think was in the hospital before like the night before we found out and then we waited to the next day for delivery and I remember like like screaming and yelling at God and was like why me why'd you pick me up all the people in the world why did you pick me and yeah I was angry at God for a long time I mean it took a a good long time to get over and to know that you know that he that yes he knew maybe he knew something about her that we didn't know and that he's taking care of her even though we want her here we just have to trust in him Wow. Is, was there anything specific that helped you kind of turn the corner on that? I know a lot of people have trauma or loss and they get mad at God and they can't ever find their way back. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, was there something specific that helped you just to remember that he's good and trust him? Not really. I mean, just You're still there a little yeah, bit. Just, right. just still, there's still some anger there. It's but okay. You have to, yeah. you know, you that's, have to But that's relationship. Yeah. I've okay. never had a, yeah. a deep relationship with someone that, that wasn't anger. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, there's, I'm still, there's still times I'm, you know, and I see like kids, especially like kids that are close to her age. Like mm-hmm. I have a niece that was born in September right after her. So sometimes I see my niece and I'm like, wow, God, really? Yeah. Like, you know, my Eva should be doing that. Right. And right. so it's sometimes I'm still feel that anger. Like, right. it's okay. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you, do you visualize her in heaven? Yeah. Yeah, that's just such a beautiful, I could just see that. Like, yeah. what a beautiful yeah. visual. And it makes yeah. you think, you know, now I have more, ever more reason to go to heaven. Like, right. not that I want to go to heaven any sooner, but when I get there, I have someone waiting for me right. that Aww. needs me to yeah. be, and she's going to want me to be her mommy. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. You know? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's great. I guess, I guess you can imagine her looking over your family, looking oh, yeah. over her brothers and, you yeah. know sisters well you've got three so you've got what two boys no yeah two two boys and then one girl at home okay 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 yeah. and they're they're two boys first 
or is it? Oh, oh. my daughter is Emma, and she's okay. thirteen. Okay, she's thirteen. Yeah, okay. she's thirteen. You need to move out of that house. You get <laughs> yeah, right. out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and then my other son, um, Nolan, is eleven. Okay, okay. And then the little one, he just turned five. Okay, yeah. and then you got pregnant with him. Yeah, right soon after. Soon after. So, yeah, so and that I, was. Yeah, how quick, how quickly. So she passed on August 1st, uh-huh. and I found out I was pregnant on October 1st. Okay, so I heard that during yeah. your testimony, yeah. and I got to say, okay, I have I can't hear very well, and I'm like, oh, I couldn't have heard that right. Yeah. There's absolutely no way. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. So right. And it was wow. scary. Like, And so I went to my doctor, and I was still being treated for my anxiety and depression and all yeah. that stuff. And he's like, so I have some news. And I was like, oh, God. And then he was like, so you're pregnant. And, like, I just lost it. Like, I was like, I completely, like, started crying, panicking. Like, I can't do this again. Right, of course. Yeah. Oh, I bet you were terrified. Yes, the whole pregnancy. like, yeah. Yeah, like walking on pins and needles, you know, and, like, yeah. And so without the the doctors and, like, all my friends, I would not have made it. Right. But once I hit that mark, like, 34 weeks, I was done. You know, and they're yeah. like, no, you can't have a baby yet. Oh, but I can. Uh-huh. Right, right, <laughs> right. That's right. Oh, but, I, bet. I bet. So when he was like, okay, well, you have to at least make it 37, I'm like, okay. So 37 weeks rolled around, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Let's go. Let's plan this right now. Right, right. Get so, out. Yeah, yeah, get them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So obviously with such a tragedy, I know you just want a healthy baby. Of course, we understand that. Was there, because you lost a baby girl, was there anything that you and your husband talked about about gender and what that would mean to you? Um, yes. I mean, we didn't care what gender, right. just as long as they were healthy. Absolutely. And, you know, me and my husband were terrified until the minute that our son came out. Sure. And so even then, like he, and he had some problems when he was first born with breathing, so he didn't cry right away. So oh my gosh. Jessica. Immediately I was oh my like, gosh. you know, I freaked out. But when I heard him cry, then, you know, I was okay. But still, we were super scared. Oh, of course. And even when I took him home, I mean, I like never left his side because right. I was scared. Right. You yeah. Know? Again, your resiliency yeah. to... To have that moment yeah. or moments where you're not hearing the baby cry. Right. And even now, like, just, I mean, he's Mr. Wild wild Pants. I mean, <laughs> always getting hurt and falling down. And, like, you know, so I'm always, like, worrying about him. But we make it through. Yeah. How did this affect or impact your marriage? Um, it was hard because, you know, like, my husband grieved in a t- completely different way. Like, he didn't, he didn't cry a whole lot. Like, he was more closed up. And when we went to counseling, they're like, you know, men live in a box. Yeah. And they can, and they can p- tuck away their emotion and put it in a little box and just bring it out when it's needed. But it was hard because he didn't want to talk about it. Right. And I wanted to talk about it and I wanted it to be a talk, but we didn't we didn't have we didn't talk about it alone. We still don't. I got you. Right. Yeah. But you've got friends. You've obviously mm-hmm. now you have a stage. You got. Yeah. I mean, praise God. Now it's on YouTube. We got a podcast of right. you sharing so well. Right. And, I, and I know it's nerve-wracking for you because speaking is not easy and you get used to it. But this is like your first time really being honest and open on a stage in front of 100 people. Right. Yeah. yeah. Was, How did was, you prepare for that? It was all God. Like, I just prayed and was like, okay. Like, I know what, I know what my story is, but I, like, how do I talk about it and make it be about you and be for your glory? And he right. helped me. Right. And he was there. His presence were there. Yeah, absolutely. And just the freedom I can imagine yeah, you're bringing and it was to peace. everybody. Yeah. yeah, like, and I told one of my friends, you know, like I felt a peace after sharing and t- telling my story and knowing that I helped. Maybe I helped others, even though they didn't speak out. Maybe someone felt that and they felt the same peace that I felt. Absolutely. Did you have people come up 
to you right after I saw a bunch of people yes. come and hug you. Yeah, and the, the some I had some friends there, and yeah. my one friend has has been through some loss um, too. So she was there to support me, and so we we've connected and we're helping each other. Yeah. But that's what I want to do, you yeah. know, is help other moms, and I want them to know like you don't you can just come talk to me. You don't have to like go talk to a complete stranger. Right. So right. gracious. Yeah, and you. You are a part of Kinder Morn, which is an amazing yeah. organization. Will you talk a little bit about Kinder Morn? Um, so, yeah. So, Kinder Morn is a place where they offer counseling and for moms and siblings and husbands or whatever. And they do events. Um, they do what they call a, a duck race. And it's like little, like, um, rubber ducks that they dump in the water. And you they raise money. So, you, you can buy, like, a bunch of ducks. And then that helps their organization. And they also That's do... Cool like a butterfly release so it's the same thing you raise money and then you get a butterfly and we go to the event people speak you know and then you release your butterfly to heaven yeah oh wow yeah yeah that's great so if i did the math right your oldest daughter was seven mm-hmm. okay so how did you help walk your two kids through this so i think at seven like you know what's going on yeah you know it was super hard, and so, you know, like, that was another hard thing for me. I couldn't even tell my kids. My husband's the one that told them yeah. everything, and mm-hmm. but it's hard, and, like, I couldn't be there, help them, because I was completely a mess, at, you know, so we immediately had to, we found the Kindermorn house, and they went there for, awesome. you know, for a short time, and they, they, that's who helped them the most, because I couldn't do it. And it's still hard for my son. My daughter's kind of, like, she sees the the peace and, like, she already knows she's an angel. My son still struggles a lot more. But he has anxiety, so he still struggles a lot more, so it's hard. So it's hard. Sometimes when he's upset, then I, I don't even know how to talk to him because I have that too. Sure. Right. Well, I think part of being strong is knowing your own limitations mm-hmm. and not trying to be a super mom, not trying to sit down with them, like being like, we'll find the right resource i i don't have to be the resource right now right i I think that takes a lot right of internal strength to to be able to do that yeah they still mean they still have a counselor and they go you know uh, you know once a week sometimes twice a week depending on how they're doing you know and so i mean they struggle too and especially trying you know to be kids right and have to deal with something like that right you want them just to be their age yeah right just go play and yeah not worry about it, you know. And right. my son still is scared all the time. So, right, right. Is his fear around his his physical presence? Is his fear around if he how long he gets to be on this earth? Yeah, that's I think, yeah. I think that's yeah. a lot of it. Like yeah. he, you know, he's like, well, you know, she went to heaven when she was just a baby. So I think that's a lot of it. He's yeah. scared, you know. And I'm like, right. but and I don't want to say, oh, it's not going to happen to you or nothing's going to happen to you because you right. never know. Right. You can't right. tell a kid. You want to speak truth. Right, you know, yeah. and I mean, and I just told him, you know, when it's your time, mm-hmm. you know, and God chooses you, you kind of, you know, we don't have a choice. Right. Like, it's not our choice how long we're here. Right. Right. But right. it's hard to tell your kid that, especially 11, when he's 11. Well, and nothing makes sense about this. Right. You know, nothing makes sense about this whatsoever. So how do you explain, like, you know, the likelihood of getting pregnant, despite what they told us in high school, is very slight, <laughs> right? Right. right? Yeah, the right. odds are getting pregnant are, are not very high. And so for that to happen and to be at 34 weeks, and I yeah. know you took care of yourself. It's not something you did. Yeah. If you did something, it would almost feel better because then we have power over it. Like, oh, I wish I hadn't have done X, Y, Z. And right. an answer. And an answer. Right. Yeah, an answer. But you have no answer. Right. It's just didn't. it doesn't make sense in the natural world. Right. 
and you know and I and we had been to Disney Disney World of all places and I was super pregnant and then we came back and everything happened and I'm like right. I should have went to Disney World that's what happened my husband right. was like really that had nothing to do with it <laughs> right right but, but you're he, grasping but that's how right? he, that's yeah, how my for mind something. was working like okay maybe I should have just stayed home it was too hot there Right. But that had nothing to do with it. Yeah, that. yeah, absolutely. Because if you hadn't have gone, you would have said, if I'd gone to Disney World, this wouldn't have happened, yeah, right? Right, right. Like we'll, exactly. we'll say anything because it yeah. just it hurts yeah. so much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all the little things like, I shouldn't have did this or I should have did this. And I right. was like, I don't think any of that would have mattered. Right. You know, That's even right. the doctors are like, it's yeah. not it's not your fault. Right. Because it's, it's your life, but it wasn't about you. Right. It's something that happened in your life that wasn't about you. Right. So how do you ever put words on that? Right. And that's so hard, too, because it is the baby, but it's your body. Right. right? You know, right. and so y- you have control over your body to some extent. Right. And so when the little one is there, I mean, it's it's hard not yeah. to yeah. blame yourself. Yeah. 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 Had, is there anything particularly you did after the loss of, of your baby that helped you or that you think the listeners might, might want to hear? Um, well, I, you know, I numbed a different way, an inappropriate right. way. Right. You know, I, I drank. You know, so I, if I were to do it again, you know, I, I, based on where I am today, I would go to the Lord. Yeah. I would, I would pray to Jesus. Right. And I would reach out to friends and, you know, and talk with people, whether they could relate to me or not. Right. And exactly what you did is, is share your, your testimony with people because there's a release in that. Right. And what you did on stage was just phenomenal. Yeah. It really was. And yeah. I hope it felt good because you looked good, <laughs> by the way. Thank you. Yeah. 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 yeah and I, I just hope everyone also hears this when they take the time to listen to her story from that night and hearing it today about talking about the peak casket. Like the people in your life, whatever way you decide to grieve and mourn, a lot of people who lose a child that's stillborn at a certain point in the pregnancy and they have a funeral and other people choose not to, it is your choice. The people in your life that judge that please kick them to the curb. If they judge that, what else are they going to be judgmental against? You know, I'm just so glad you did what you needed to do. It was your way because you're never going to get true closure, but it's a step. It's something to to honor that little girl. Right. Right. And we go to her grave site, you know, and just sometimes we just go there and we just sit there. Like I'll just sit there for hours just (laughs) talking to her and having a conversation with her. And then she talking back at you. She like, like, do you hear really? Do you hear a conversation? Is it like, yeah, 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 like you get that peace again, you know, being there. And we always do balloons and we sing Mm. happy birthday to her on her birthday, you know, and we send her balloons. And then last year, my kids were like, can we buy her a present? Um, First, I was like, well, I mean, I guess we can, but she doesn't really can't really get presents in heaven. So we just like mm. bought her like a little doll and set it on Aww, her grave site. fantastic! You know, for a couple of days, and then we yeah. picked it up and we just and we have a little box in our house that has stuff that we've brought over the years, Aww. angels and different things that remember her, and we keep it. Oh, that's great! So, yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah, thank you, Jessica. Thank you for speaking so well and so honestly. Uh, about grief about the pain about what your body's been through this is very comprehensive and thank you for speaking so well anything that my two friends in the top 15 want (laughs) to say in closing (laughs) last time i was in the top 10 no you were top 20 no you moved up okay okay listen (laughs) 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 no but seriously no i being someone that has lost a little one is it's very hard and it's just much as a loss as having someone that's been with you for quite some time on earth. It's mm-hmm. just the same. It, right. it, it doesn't change. Right. 
And I want people to understand that. A loss of a child is the loss of a child. Right. right. And I want people to also understand that if you wanted children and it didn't happen at all, that that is loss. And if you didn't think you wanted children and then it gets to a point where you can't have children, you get to grieve that too. Right. right. That's right. right. That's right. You get to grieve all of it. So it doesn't get stuck so you can keep on going and doing what you're meant to do on this earth. Right. Jessica, thank you. Kristen, LJ, thank you all for your expertise and your love for the Lord and for each other. Thank you, listener, for being a part of what we're doing here in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, providing free services for anybody who just wants a little bit more of God's love. See you next time.